1: They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new bumble now. You're listening to Unity
0: Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery on Unity Online Radio. We are glad you're with us today. I am Reverend Dan Beckett here with co-host Reverend Michelle Vargas. And together we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your own recovery journey.
1: Facebook users, you can send us your questions and comments anytime during the week from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner and be assured that your anonymity will always be respected. So please let us know what's on your mind. We'd love to hear from you.
0: Today's show is titled School of Hard Knocks. Murphy's Law seems operable in the life of many addicts and alcoholics. Whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Beaten into submission by the School of Hard Knocks, we wonder, do we have to learn everything the hard way? Why is this always happening to me? Today, we want to share our experience, strength, and hope on learning to unlock a new way of experiencing life, a life of grace and ease through the spiritual power of understanding.
1: We wanna share with you what we were like before, what happened and what we are like now, along with a spiritual tool or principle that helped guide us through the tough times. We hope you'll find something in our experience that will be helpful to you in your own recovery. So today we're gonna be talking about moving from that situation of hard knocks and Murphy's Law into a life of grace and ease. And it's through using the power of understanding.
0: When I think about what my experience was of hard knocks, uh, d- difficult times, I might call it, uh, as a, we talked about before, you know, I didn't have a particularly hard life growing up, um, you know, from the outside, everything was provided for and, and whatnot. But my in my inner experience, though, uh, I remember distinctly, and it's only, it feels like it's only been fairly recently, what would recently be, the last five years 10 maybe that um the world just moves too fast for me (laughs) that was that was my reality for a long time i remember thinking um i really wish there was an eighth day in the week you know like the beatles song if there was an eighth day in the week i need an entire day completely with nothing in it at all just Uh so i can process maybe process what has transpired in the last seven days so the world moving too fast was um, a very difficult experience that I had on a regular basis I mean that's one of those you know uh, I think of it two different ways the no wonder I used to drink way and the oh right this is why I used to drink you know when, when that familiar Um, difficulty comes up and like, oh, yeah, right. I used to drink because of feeling like this. And that was one of them. The world's moving too fast. I mean, alcohol did a great job in bringing some sense of ease. And as we say, it works till it doesn't, right? Because it was artificial. Yeah. And fortunately, in recovery, I've learned to find myself to that same place of ease, except it's not artificial.
1: Yes. Yeah, I think that um, for me, hard knocks was, you know, just always creating a lot of drama in my life. And I say creating because, you know, I realize now that I was creating it or I was definitely helping to create it, but it definitely felt at the time like things were happening to me you know, but I understand now that creating a lot of drama is a trauma response, right? So when we have trauma of whatever sort in our early childhood, you know, we learn to live with a certain level of drama and um, anxiety and just kind of, you know, chaos. And so of course we go out into the world and we, that's what we create for ourselves because that's what feels normal to us. Um, And so I think that, you know, I definitely had a lot of drama, mostly interpersonal, and didn't realize at the time that I was, you know, the one creating that or um, gravitating towards that or attracting that to me. Um, So it was just kind of always a lot of problems as far back as I can remember, you know, just always creating that drama everywhere. And, you know, the question you read in the... um, in the description today do we have to learn everything the hard way i wanted to say yes <laughs> of course we do <laughs> of course we have to learn everything the hard way because that's just kind of the nature of our behavior right is um you know i think that for myself definitely i just tended to just tended to create those situations like I say it took me a long time and you know finding unity before I began to understand how all of this works and how I was you know creating or helping to create these situations but it definitely I relate to that a lot of just feeling like there was just always stuff happening you know just always problems and chaos and drama
0: yeah yeah For me, an outcome of what I was just sharing about is that, um, so if, you know, I got to the point where I was kind of managing my life or alcohol was an important part of managing my life, my experience in the world. And when that was true, um, and maybe if you're listening, you've had a similar experience, uh, things just get left behind, right? Priorities shift. And for me, you know, I still mainly took care of things. I, looking back, I could have done far better. Um, but, you know, I didn't fail to pay my rent or, or whatever. But there are many things that I did fail to keep up with, get around to, maintain, um, things like that. And so a, a life that included as much drinking as I was doing, things get left behind. And that creates trouble. Yeah. Right, if I'm not taking care of the things that I I need to take care of, it's going to circle back and at some point there'll be a, you know, repercussions. We usually in the term of some in in the, in the form of some kind of minor crisis. Yeah. Like, you know, si- simple example, not getting around to sending in my license plate renewal check, yes. right? It's like, well, they don't need it yet. Oh, right, I forgot about it. Oh, I should do that. And then what happens is the license plate expires, and then what happens is you get pulled over because your tag is out. And <laughs> the says, did you know that your tag is out? Oh, no, I didn't know that. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Yes. You, know, you can imagine just a zillion other similar. Each one doesn't seem like that big a deal, but... You know, when I'm kind of living that way, it adds up into kind of like chaos like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm creating a problem for myself when I don't take care of the things that need taking care of.
1: Boy, I relate to that a lot. And to sort of tell on myself, I still do a little bit of that today. And I haven't quite worked out what that's about. But, you know, there's things that would be so easy to just take care of if I just did them and yet i don't do them and then create all this extra work and anxiety for myself trying to fix the mess that i made by not doing what i could have just done like you said just pay the thing just take care of it just do it yeah. now you know in my defense part of it is just you know managing a complicated life and all but um i i have to it's something that i probably could look at a little more what that's about you know i think there can be a self sabotaging um component there and I'm not sure exactly what that's about Uh, but definitely like you know something that would be so easy to take care of and yet I don't do it and I end up costing myself money or causing myself problems it's like why what's going on subconsciously that I'm sabotaging myself in this way Um, sometimes I think that uh, again as a trauma response that I maybe create the drama just because that feels natural to me. It's not fun. It's not, it's not enjoyable, but it is, um, what do you call it? It's, um, it's familiar. It's familiar. You know, the anxiety and drama is familiar. And so, so, so I was also thinking that sometimes, sometimes I think I create, or especially in the past would just create drama for myself just so that then I had something to do to clean it up. Like, like sometimes things are just certain things are just too easy for me so i just like make them more complicated this is all subconscious it's not like i go about it on purpose but trying to figure out what the subconscious motivation is you know um just making things more interesting for myself or more challenging by making a mess out of it so then i have to Go in and fix it and clean it up when it could have just been done so easily, and I'm wondering is that a distraction is that a um a way of keeping myself busy entangled in something know. over here so that I don't have to look at something Trice, else yeah. over here
0: crises are never boring
1: yes, well, that's the thing. I think that when you get used to a certain level of drama, that's just what feels natural, and so you know I find different ways to recreate that drama for myself um But as we were talking about before the show, not to not to uh, invalidate the very real, you know, uh, trauma that a lot of us have been through and such. But in some ways, a lot of these things are first world problems. You know, we were talking about first world problems (laughs) like, you know, I had enough food to eat. I had a home to grow up in. I had, you know, parents that took care of me and such. And so when I look at it that way, it's like, yeah, there wasn't really, you know. Things could have been a lot worse But um, that's not the only type of problem to have You know, there can be other more subtle Psychological and emotional uh, things That, you know, don't involve Not having a place to live Or having food to eat But are also um, quite damaging But it also helps me put it into perspective When I think of that First world
0: problems concept Of like,
1: yeah, things aren't that bad
0: <laughs> Yeah, though uh, I and many uh, was on a path to basically wrecking my life and drinking myself to death, even though you know I didn't come up with, I did not grow up with sort of Hollywood hardships, you know, hardships that would play well in a movie, for example. Right. I didn't have any sort of loud, overt things, but you know, our inner life, it's still, it's that's right, it is a little odd to characterize or to, um, I mean, at the end of the day, all I can do is share my experience, right? right. Hoping that it would, would help somebody else. I'm remembering. So I'm talking about like leaving things undone. I'm remembering the little cartoon. It's a single panel and there are two dinosaurs talking and in the background is Noah's Ark, like sailing away. And the one dinosaur says, Oh crap. Was that today? <laughs> <laughs> which is of course why we don't have <laughs> That's funny. Were, That's me. That's me right were, there. They were drinking too much and kept putting things off perhaps and Anyway, <laughs> so where all that led for me is that my life experience felt like it was just a series of hassles that I had to deal with. Why is my life just a series of hassles that I have to deal with? Well, you can imagine how it is that I got to that point. Um, having a hard time in the world, the world moves too fast, putting things off, you get kind of a growing backlog of things, and then of course, everything becomes a hassle that you have to deal with. And that's that's how I felt uh, at times. Yeah. And like I was fending that wall off, that wall of junk to do or whatever, um, is not a, you know, and using alcohol to, in order to feel okay. It was not a good um, formula for, for a good life, and as I said, it, it works till it doesn't, and then it worked, and then, boy, it didn't. <laughs> well, we've talked a lot here about this challenge of hard knocks and life difficulties, but it's time to move out of the problem and into the solution. So what is our solution today?
1: Well, in unity, we affirm that all of life is governed by spiritual principles, and the spiritual principle that we have found helpful in moving out of that life of hard knocks and into a life of grace and ease is using the power of understanding.
0: But what do we mean when we say understanding? This is like a lot of these um, powers. They're, They're wonderful ideas. In fact, they're actually literally defined as ideas. But what does that look like in my life? That's what I always arrive at the point where I need sort of practical steps or show me what that looks like. Give me a picture. Paint me a picture of that. What does the power of understanding look like in our life? So, Michelle, when you think about the power of understanding, what does it mean to you or look like for you?
1: So if we're talking about the power of understanding as one of the actual 12 powers that Charles Fillmore um, posited or created, it can be defined as the ability to know, perceive, comprehend, and apprehend, and um, sort of shorthand um, to get it. So for me, I think that a big part of understanding is understanding myself, right? I mean, I'm a world unto myself, right? I'm living in my own little world. So, what I need to understand is myself: what's going on? Why do I do these things? What's happening with me? Because you know, a lot of the hard knocks for me were was creating, you know, these patterns of uh, situations and and issues in my life, creating them over and over and over again, and not you know, thinking that they were happening to me. Why does this keep happening to me? Right? And so the the understanding piece is beginning to see that, and it's not to say that some things don't happen to us because things do happen. We are not single-handedly creating everything in our universe. But um, why am I attracting these situations over and over again? What part of me is contributing to creating this same scenario over and over again? So. A lot of self-awareness work um, is is really what the power of understanding is to me. Uh, beginning to understand why these things are patterns for me, why I'm creating them. And then a really big piece of it has been just a, a way of looking at life in general, which I have learned from, um, from Unity and specifically from certain teachers in Unity. I'm thinking right now of... Um, Some of Robert Brummett's work, and I'm thinking of Eye of the Storm and No One and Nothing Against Me. Um, This idea that, you know, life is happening not to me, but through me, right? That it's not like these things are just happening to me. I am, you know, I have a part in creating this, and not to shame myself like, oh God, I created all this mess, but that there's a part of me that is actually creating these scenarios so that it can work something out. There is a part of me that is wanting to be healed, trying to be healed. And when we become actively aware of that, when I become aware of that, then rather than just feeling like I'm being pummeled by these experiences over and over again, I can start going, wow, there's really something here for me to learn. And um, that can be the beginning to, um, to undoing that pattern. Because otherwise, the pattern is the thing is just gonna. My experience is the thing is just gonna keep showing up and showing up and showing up until I start paying attention to what it is that's going on inside of me that is attracting or creating this scenario.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of that. You know, the part of the the fourth step where I ask, "What is my part in this?" Yeah, not blame for this. Blame has nothing to do with it. But what is my part? What is my role in this dynamic? You know, if I keep showing up for someone else's bad behavior, it's easy to point my finger at them and say, look how awful they are. Well why do I keep showing up for it? Yeah. That's my part in it. I'm not making them do that. I'm not calling what they're doing good. I'm just acknowledging that I have a role in this dance. What is right. my of, of the dance. One way I think of the power of understanding is the ability to see beyond appearances to some kind of greater reality. And it's yes. kind of like you were sharing about, asking, you know, what is, why does this keep happening to me? Why do I keep finding myself in these situations that can shift to um, what is going on underneath all of this that is drawing me to these uh, people, behavior, situations, or or whatever. And of course, that's an endless inquiry, Uh, even though my, you know, my note that I jotted says to see beyond appearances to reality, implying there's a thing called reality that now (laughs) well, it's I would say it's a greater, um, a greater experience of, or a deeper experience of what is going on here. And just like we always say, the peeling the layers of the onion is kind of always another layer. But the power of understanding can help me to do that, to see beyond the superficial to the events and to look at almost like um, at causes, you know, what, what's happening underneath this. I have found that a helpful way to um, to really wrap my head around this power of understanding that we're talking about.
1: Yeah, so it's a deep understanding. It's it's like a insight. It's like getting insights to what's really going on. You know, there's there's what looks like it's going on and then there's what's really going on, right? So what looks like it's going on is I'm being pummeled by this Murphy's Law, by, you know, everything going wrong, by this, you know, this same type of relationship, this same type of person showing up in my life over and over again. When I do the self-awareness work and the, and, and invoke that power of understanding, I begin to get insight as to what's really going on. So what is really going on under Underneath something in me is wanting to be healed. Something in me needs attentioning, needs um, needs, you know, needs perhaps some therapy, some some work to be done around it, some shadow work, some healing work, some inner child work, you know. And this same scenario occurring over and over again is pointing me to that. So for me, like I mentioned, the eye of the storm and that type of thing has been so eye-opening to me because I'm learning, and I don't do it perfectly, but I'm learning more and more that when something uncomfortable or not very fun shows up in my life, um, I am learning to see it as my next assignment. The universe is giving me the next assignment in this curriculum that has been laid out perfectly for me because I'm always attracting to myself myself. Uh, the, the the situation and circumstances that are needed for my healing. Right. So it's it's a way of seeing what we're even here for and what this whole life thing is all about. And for me, I now see that everything that happens to me in my life is ultimately for my highest good ultimately for my growth and learning and expansion. So I can still be sort of on one level annoyed by what's happening or hurt or irritated or whatever. That's, that's human, right? It's not like I, you know, get a pass on that. But there's a part of me that I can usually come around to or a part of me on another level that goes, okay, this is familiar. The universe really wants me to work on this thing right now you know, I'm being given this next assignment, the sooner I see it that way, and, and do the deeper work involved, the less that thing is going to keep showing up for me, you know what I mean? So um, it's understanding for me is like an understanding of how this whole deal works, you know, that this, that we're not just, you know, here, just whatever, doing whatever. We're here for a reason. We're here for our own soul's growth and expansion. And if I can start to see the things that happen in my life through that lens, it gets easier to move through them.
0: Yeah, I really like that a lot. I think it's a very, that's a very healing story. That is a very healing way to um, look at and understand the things that happen to us. And when when I first sort of begun to get exposed to this whole way of being in the world, things like what you were just sharing struck me as very odd. Like what the universe wants me to, you know, but I also found those ideas really comforting. But then there's a part of my head that's like, wait a second. Is that really true? Is that what's going on? And then I realized what has been for me the most important thing. Yes, it is because I decided that it is. Mm -hmm. And the I decide that the universe conspires to support me guess what it does Yeah. Stand right there I don't yeah. need to go any that Th- that has changed and saved my life yeah. and I just really love that that way of seeing because it is yeah. so healing it's very very helpful you know I jotted down a note um, about understanding and, and I said uh, wisdom knows. And understanding knows why, right? Mm -hmm. So understanding is sort of like getting at the connections and the mechanics and like, oh, I'm in this place and look what happened. You know, earlier today, somebody said something to me and now it's really, you know, it sort of hurt my feelings and now it's showing up and now I'm irritated and depressed or whatever. So it helps me to, and that's just another way of seeing what's going on underneath. And I also found this quote from the big book This from page 13 and it it reads i was to test my thinking by the new god consciousness within common sense would thus become uncommon sense i was to sit quietly when in doubt asking only for direction and strength to meet my problems all right what a very different way to go about things Mm -hmm. and kind of like you were sharing if i know that the answers are there, I just need to discern them. If I know that the universe conspires to support me, I just need to show up for it, right, and do my part. I need to walk through the doors that are are opening, uh, so to speak. Um, This, to me, this statement really gets at it. I need to test my thinking. I need to see things differently and respond differently to the things that are happening around me, just like you're saying. What a What a beautiful description of a monumental shift.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And uh, I just had the hardest time with it, I have to say. So if you're listening to this and, you know, I'm a card-carrying member of the rolling your eyes at this woo-woo crap club. (laughs) I get it now. I I get it in a way I didn't get it before. And I would just say, just roll with it. Pretend. Try it on for size. Decide it's true and see what happens. But we are going to have to hold that thought because it is time for a short break. And when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. We hope that you will stay with us.
1: Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
0: Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back. We are glad you're with us today. If you're just joining us, my name is Rev. Dan Beckett, here with co-host Rev. Michelle Vargas. We will resume our discussion in just a moment, but first we want to remind you that you can send us your questions and feedback anytime during the week from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Message us from there and let us know what's on your mind.
1: Prior to the break, we were discussing... Uh, that Murphy's law, that hard knocks, you know, all these things always happening to me. And then we talked about the power of understanding. So now we're going to talk about how we use that power of understanding to move into a life of grace and ease.
0: So one thing that comes to mind for me when I think about that is that, and we talked about this before the break. So the power of understanding can help me get a sense of like order, like how, how things happen what is going on here? Almost like mechanics, like, Oh, if I do this, then I feel this way later, you know, sort of making connections of what is going on. So when I began to get a sense of order in the world that underlies these experiences I was having. So when something challenging happened, I could see that it was more than just some hassle that I had to deal with, but it, but it was an opportunity to learn something valuable. Mm -hmm. Right. So we, You talked about the idea the universe conspires to support me. That is an idea that says the same thing in different words. Oh, this is happening. It's difficult. I don't really like it. That must mean there is an opportunity in here for something really valuable for me because that's why this is happening. Right. I am the universe is not trying to beat me down. It's trying to lift me up by showing me the things that are blocking my progress. I, I love that way of seeing. That, that yeah. in fact, is how I live my entire life now. Yes,
1: yes, me too. And, and, and it's a very comforting thing. And like we were talking about before, I choose to believe this is true. I mean, I frankly think it is, but we do, you know, choose. We have a, our life experience depends on what we choose to believe is true, right? So if we believe that this is the way things work, then this is how it's going to work for us. Um, so it's, for me, it's looking at it as a friendly universe. You know, Einstein said we can decide whether the universe is friendly or not friendly, and I choose yeah. to believe that it's a friendly universe. And to me, yeah. that's another definition of God for me also. Yeah. And I believe, you know, that God is love, and so um love wants me to um uh, heal and grow and expand um and experience more love. So everything that happens to me on the journey is in service to that. Another way of saying this, and I've seen a meme that says something like this is when we shift from why is this happening to me to what is this trying to teach me? Yeah. That's the shift, right? That's when um that's when things can really start to change. Now I have to say <laughs> I didn't get this until you know, even like just in the pat in the last few years, this is sort of next level stuff, but you don't have to wait 20 years. If you're in early recovery to get this stuff, you could get it now. And, you know, but it took me, you know, I, I believe that things get sort of handed to us or we, we understand things as we are ready. You know, how we say in the program more will be revealed. Yeah. Things are revealed to us, or maybe they're always all there all the time. And we just don't, see them until we're ready to see them. So, you know, this, this is a lifelong process of what we're describing, what we're talking about today. This is not a one and done. This is not something you do in the first year of your recovery and then you're done. This is a lifelong, this is a way of living, a way of seeing, you know, the way things work in the universe. So, it's a it's a shift that involves um, taking responsibility for what's happening in our lives rather so murphy's law is the opposite of that right murphy's law is everything bad will happen right and it's all happening to me and it's not fair and it sucks and you know boo hoo. this is the total opposite this is like you know i i am responsible now for me, because I get real sensitive, I have to be careful that responsible doesn't turn into blame,
0: right? Right. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's a very... fine line. Yeah. yeah.
1: Because if I start blaming myself, well, I created all this mess, then that's just a spiral that I don't want to go down. So I like to say that this this sort of law of the way things work that we're talking about is both the good news and the bad news, right? <laughs>
0: I love it's,
1: that. Yeah. yeah, it's really true to me. Like what's it's the exact, good news.
0: Explain what exactly you mean. Explain exactly what you mean when you say that because I think yeah. it's really important.
1: Yeah. So so the fact that what's happening to me, I am responsible for it, that I actually have a part in creating what is going on. Um, is the good news because it means I can do something about it. It means I'm not being pummeled by life. You know, things aren't am I okay, things aren't just happening to me, you know. Um, it's the bad news because it means I'm responsible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. it means I'm, the, so nobody's going to fix it for me. Nobody can fix it for me, you know, and it means I have to do the work. But we didn't get sober to sit on our tushies on the couch and eat bonbons. We got sober to have this amazing life of self-exploration and healing. So um, it just means that we have to do the work. But, you know, there it's like, the Course in Miracles says, you know, we don't really, we don't get to, we don't get to decide this. This is the course. This is the curriculum. Um, right. The more we cooperate with it, you know, like, like Course in Miracles says that we're all going to get there. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take us to get there and how circuitous our route is going to be. So I'd rather, um, you know, try to take the lessons as quickly and um, effortlessly as, as I can. So, Again, not about blaming self for things, but about empowering myself. Let's put it that way. It's empowering myself. So, you know, um, I'm not just getting knocked around by life. I have some control in this. I can, can as I shift the way I see things, life around me begins to shift. And the wonderful thing is that this stuff happens pretty quickly. Like when we start living life this way, things get, in a sense, get really a lot easier very quickly because we start shifting, right? On the other hand, it's not, it's not easier because we're no longer going through life unconsciously, just sort of you know, on autopilot, it, it it involves being aware, being mindful, being awake, living a life of um, being awake. Uh, but things can start to get better pretty quickly. I've found um, sometimes there's a initially a lot of stuff that needs to be cleared out, but when I started living life this way things started to move very quickly, you know, stuff started to get cleared out. And once I started to accept the lessons willingly, so now it's like, you know, okay, something comes along and I'm like, Oh God, here it is again. But okay. Okay. I'm here. I'm suited up. I'm showed up. I'm ready. You know, I'm ready to go. You know, it's like, God is like this cruise director, you know, meet me on the Lido deck. This is what we're doing next. You know? And it's like, I, I try to my to the best of my ability to show up and take the assignment. And I find that I move through life more, more easily that way.
0: Yeah. I like that way of looking at, it. I'm sitting here thinking, but I don't want to learn line dancing. I need <laughs> line dancing. <laughs> but you need line, line dancing
1: dance. for your healing. <laughs> on the Lido
0: deck at three o'clock.
1: And is going to be there, right? Coochie,
0: coochie. Right. Uh, see, I, I wanna oh, we are totally dating
1: ourselves.
0: <laughs> I want to be in the bar when line dancing <laughs> lessons are.
1: When Charo shows
0: up, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, I forgot about her. So I talked before about um, getting a sense of order, so that when, like, like very much like what you're saying, when something challenging happens, I could see it's not just a hassle that I have to deal with; it's an opportunity yeah. to learn something that's really valuable and important. And and if I keep doing that. um What happened was I began to develop a sense of purpose and usefulness, right? I mean, that's straight out of the promises um, as well from from the big book. So a sense of purpose and, and being a way to be useful and helpful in the world arises. So, for example, one way that that has shown up for me is in teaching others about this recovery path and about living by spiritual principles, which... I can do as a 12-step sponsor, which I can do just showing up at 12-step meetings and sharing if I feel so moved to share. Now, I've chosen to move into ministry, which is, of course, not required, but that's what I felt was calling to me to uh, sort of take this way of being into the world and you know it's it, it's it's been said and it's true if, if I really want to learn something well I need to start teaching it. Yeah. Because that is when I'm actually going to learn it mm-hmm. is when I've got to teach it. I mean even I think it's John Maxwell the super famous like corporate trainer talked about the way that you teach something is they watch you do one and then they help you do one. Then you help them do one. Then you watch them do it. And then they teach it to somebody else. Mm. That fifth step of teaching it to somebody else is uh, sort of seals the deal, if you will. And and like I said, there are many ways we can do that. As simple as showing up at, in a 12-step community is being a teacher. Because I learned a lot from people just from whatever happened to come out of their mouth because they happened to go to that meeting at the same time. They didn't have to become minister or anything like that. You just sort of show up. So a sense of purpose and usefulness sort of grew out of my shift. This is very much like what you're describing, the decision that um, anything that happens to me is an opportunity for good. uh, And I am going to live my life that way. I'm going to accept that as irrefutably true because i said it is and lo and behold it is
1: yeah you know the other wonderful thing about that is that you know i'm i'm from the god is love camp and i believe that god is love that that's the best description of god and that um the universe is like i said a friendly and loving place and that in some way that i'm anthropomorphizing but i don't know how else to describe it the universe loves us god loves us and so only a loving god would operate this way right so yeah. it's almost like a loving parent that wants the child to learn and grow so the universe operates in this way keeps showing me where i need to work because it want because it loves me it wants me to heal it wants me to move towards more love it wants me to move towards more uh more experience of god's good right so this is this is a whole different way for me of seeing This universe as this friendly, loving place that, like you said, is always conspiring to support me. Um, Now, it may not feel like that when that person that irritates me is showing up, right? But if I can eventually come back to this and remember, okay, this is because the universe wants me to heal this thing. This, why, that, why is this person irritating me? There's something in me that wants to be healed. There's a shadow piece in me. There's a disowned piece of me that wants me to bring loving attention to it so it can be healed. So um, it's actually, that to me is, is like a description of what a loving universe is right? Like we love our children. We want them to learn and grow, right? Yes. You know, we don't want them to just be happy, happy, happy all the time. We We understand that they have to go through difficult things because they're learning and growing. And as a loving parent, that's what we want for them. So to me, that's sort of a metaphor of how the universe works.
0: It's kind of like what's coming to mind is that I can think of this as the relationship, say, between the sun and plants that are growing. Like I could say the sun loves these plants, is providing exactly what these plants need in exactly the right way so that the plants can do their part, which is to respond to it and to grow. Now, somebody, you know, I might whip out my physics textbook and start to explain about light and particles and waves, and that's all true also, but that's not that, that tells me, like, the mechanics of what's going on, but not, why, not
1: the why this
0: is happening. Not why is this important. It's not the meaning of it. And we human beings are meaning-making creatures. And so that's why I love what you're sharing in that. And I'm with you. Uh, God is love. And everything somehow represents an opportunity for higher expressions of, of joy and love in life. Yes. So... Um, another way of saying this kind of thing is so I I don't ask, you know, why is this happening? Well, that's not true. I will ask that, but I right. move from that. Yeah. It's like we were saying earlier, and I, you know, often say to my friend or my spouse, I need to complain about something now and then I'll complain and I'll say, okay, right. I'm done complaining and, and I'm ready to move into the solution. It's important to tell our story. Yes. Right. And so, um, But once I've been able to get past that, you know, why is this happening to me sort of vibe, which fortunately happens very quickly now, you know, I can get into not why, but what is the opportunity here for me? What is, given that this is what is happening, what is the next right thing, we say, for me to do? Mm -hmm. What is the opportunity? What do I need to look at in myself that can help me? move through this. And, and like you said, I can have completely selfish motivation. Oh, you mean if I can actually fully engage this, then I can heal it. Then I won't have to deal with it again. Yeah, exactly. Sign me up. You know, I'm totally selfishly motivated in that way. Sometimes like, yes, I would really like to stop having these bad or, or, you know, very uncomfortable, upsetting experiences. Um, perhaps I can detect what it is that I need to do to receive this or accept this healing and allow it yeah. to unfold in me so that uh, I can stop having these things. So the same things might happen. The same person might say the same kind of thing to me, but if I'm healed, it I don't even notice yeah. anymore. You ever have a friend, you're like, oh, I can't believe what they said to me. And your friend's like, what? They heard everything. they like, I didn't, I didn't yeah. hear a problem in that. Yeah. Well, that's because you don't have my life experiences, that's and it did touch a sore spot in you, but it does in me. And vice versa is just as true.
1: I know. It drives me crazy when people are like that. <laughs> yeah. How can you show all this equanimity in this situation? Like, doesn't that irritate you?
0: Right. Like, oh, it
1: doesn't bother me at all. I'm like, ah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's even more frustrating.
1: <laughs> you know, but the thing I was thinking is you were saying that it's it seems like a selfish motivation, but you know what? It's never selfish because when we heal ourselves, that is ultimately always for the good of all, right? This isn't ne- I mean, we are not, you know, on this planet by ourselves. We are, this is a we are all connected what happens to one affects all of us. Um, both good and bad. So when I heal something in me, that is furthering the loving purpose of the universe. Um, Okay, so in sort of a universal way, but in a real practical way, it's still not selfish because it means I'm not going to be, you know, Hurting or irritating or giving other people problems with my thing that hasn't been healed. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have a husband and a child and multiple pets. If I heal something and I stop acting in that way, it's going to benefit a whole bunch of critters like really quickly in a really practical way. (laughs) So it's never selfish. So the other piece about this that I, cause I feel like we've been talking a lot about understanding ourselves and what's going on inside of me. And that is a huge piece of it. But the other thing is that we can bring this understanding to understanding others. So in much the same way that we learn to understand when I'm acting like this or I'm reacting like this, it's because there's this thing in me that is, you know, wounded and needs attentioning. We can also learn to see that in other people. So, When somebody is acting in a certain way towards me or, you know, behavior that I find, you know, irritating or hurtful or annoying or whatever, I can... Now, this is, for me, is harder. This is, like, next step. It might be the opposite for some people. They might be able to do it easier with others than with themselves. Um, I can start to say, oh, that person also is acting out of a place in themselves that is wounded and hurt, Um, and that can really change how I respond to them. Like I say, that's kind of next level for me, but that is, I believe an important piece of it, you know, is not just understanding our own behavior, but starting to see what is motivating others. Um, and it makes it less personal. So if I can see, well, that person isn't, so this is that, you know, hard knocks, right? I'm just getting pummeled by all these things in life. No, I'm not. Everybody else has got their own thing going on too. <laughs> that person isn't isn't trying to hurt me. They're not, you know, there to make my life irritating. They're just doing the best they can with what they have and they have their own wounding and they're acting out of that. So it can help to bring some compassion, some understanding to other people's behavior, maybe making it less personal. It's not about me. You know, when this person is doing this thing, it's not really most likely about me. It's about what's going on inside of them and what the universe is showing them that they need. Because this is not just happening to me, it's happening to all of us simultaneously.
0: Yes. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I'm just really listening to what you're sharing and following, you know, thinking about situations that I've been in where exactly that is going on. And, you know, in my first... My first response is still always, uh, yeah, this person is doing something and it's really irritating and there's a big opportunity. I wish they could do it over there. Yeah, Why exactly. do they have to do it right here? I still have resistance at first. Yeah. To some degree. Oh, and I I need to acknowledge that. You know, I'm yeah. not a bodhisattva here. You know, breathing in pain and breathing out joy no, and no, love. No, no, no. We are I'm not human and I'm having experiences, and sometimes I still get annoyed. The difference is I have a place to go with it and I don't stay irritated. I might get irritated in, for an instant and then move on. And that is a massive improvement. Yeah. You know, we're in a way, we're, I'm t- we're talking about a power of order or the first law of the universe. And so when, you know, we talk in the program about spiritual problems solving our problems, right? Spiritual principles solving our problems. How do spiritual principles solve all my problems? By approaching them in an orderly and stepwise manner, just like, exactly like you just said. This thing happens. I feel this way. I recognize an opportunity in myself, maybe when I'm done being annoyed, and I recognize that that person is also having an opportunity. Now it's not my, they're not asking me to tell them what they need to do. You know, you know what your problem is, that's not helpful at all. They need to find their way, but I need to find my way. And the better I get at finding my way, the better we get at finding our way collectively. And that's the power of this kind of healing that yes, healing is inherently self centered and self-oriented but it's to a larger purpose and that's really really important well we have said a whole lot about this and uh let us step way back if we can and see if we can find a concise way to sum it up so we have been talking about in a sense understanding and then action like seeing more deeply into things so that i can show up differently uh reverend michelle in a nutshell if someone came to you and said how do i balance understanding with action, what might you say?
1: Oh, goodness. Well, um, the first thing is to check in with ourselves and see what's happening, you know, what's going on, what is getting triggered in me, because the action may very likely be tending to my own, my own wound, my own, um, you know, that thing in me that needs to be healed. In fact, you know, if we did that more than action out there, we could probably help, other folks a lot more just by tending to our own stuff than getting out there, trying to fix it out there. And that's very unity, right? I fix it in my yes. own consciousness, and then it um, it ultimately does help out there. Um, I got to steal your thunder, but, you know, we love this um, doing the next indicated thing, the next right thing. You know, it's a really good way to live our lives in sobriety if we can just, you know, because this can all get really big and we can get really overwhelmed if we try to you know, do too much, but we can just focus on what is in front of me now. What What is What is life indicating that I need to take care of right now, and not get yeah. way out in the future?
0: What's like I just have to continually remind myself what is literally right in front of my face. It's yeah. not even in the other room. It's yep. right in front of my face, which is yep. why I can't see it.
1: Yeah, it's like
0: right here. It's so disappointingly mundane you know and that's about someone. living
1: life in the present moment right which that's is this
0: right huge it's like spiritual being right principle. here right now and yeah. i'm reminded of uh so we have stephen covey's seven principles and one of them is seek first to understand which i feel like is what you were just sharing if i could seek first to listen to another and just witness their experience and also to listen within myself and witness my experience then I am in a much better place using the power of understanding to take action. We talk about do the next right thing. Well, I I think that understanding can inform the, you know, quote, right part of that. I use the power of understanding to discern what um, seems like the next best thing to do uh, one way or the other.
1: Yep. Well, we have an affirmation for you today, and our affirmation is... My understanding of truth deepens and directs my life.
0: And once again, my understanding of truth deepens and directs my life. Take that with us into this week. Well, it has happened again. You've given yourself the gift of another hour listening to Spirit of Recovery. And I always say, or at least we like to think of it that. We have decided that that's true. That it's a gift. So don't mess with with our This is
1: our gift so, to you, whether you like it or not.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Isn't it wonderful? Uh, and we are grateful one way or the other. We hope you found something in all of our gabbing today that will be genuinely helpful to you in your recovery. And actually maybe we annoyed the crap out of somebody and that is somehow going to help And them you know what? Nice. We are
1: happy to be of service. Oh
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, anytime just let me know. Uh, thank you, Reverend Michelle for our discussion as always and thanks to you who are all listening to the podcast via Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn, we bl- we bless you all wherever you are on your own recovery journey.
1: Yes, and listeners, if you'd like, you can always connect with us throughout the week on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Drop us your comments and thoughts and feedback, and we invite you to join us again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central. And until then, don't drink like my co-host.
0: And whatever you do, don't drink like my co-host.
1: Instead, have a wonder-filled week. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.